This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's up, Caps fans? Uh, we come to you today with a heavy heart. Yeah, how you guys doing? Or, I guess a more relevant question, what are you guys drinking? Yeah, right. Um, well, it was a good run. It was a good run. Uh, no, it was a terrible run. What am I talking about? Uh, we, I, we'll get into this a little bit later, but folks, we got a good, good episode for you. We'll go into the teams that are left, which, unless you've been living under a rock, is not the Capitals, and we'll kind of just take some some well I guess some some hot takes on on what's going on with the capitals and, and where they're gonna go next yeah so we, we are full of opinions yeah 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 the shit's gonna be flying hot and heavy that's for sure um <clears throat> but I guess uh other than that we've got just pretty good episode as always yeah you know, don't forget we have apparel we do check out our merch store. Yeah, showing up here if you're watching any videos. It's capschirp.whatforapparel.com. Um, also, if you could give the podcast a five-star rating only. Five that stars would be only. Yeah, five stars only. Um, we don't take any other ratings. As a matter of fact, when you rate our podcast, there's only one option, and it's five <laughs> stars. So, on all platforms, we've had that. We've had that put in special for us. Yeah, we pay five bucks a week to have that setting. <laughs> it's like cheat codes on GTA. Right, right. Uh, pay to play here. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know what? Let's just, I guess, get it, get it popping. Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. So let's talk about the teams that have actually done a half-ass job at, in the playoffs so far. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I guess, um, just real quick, I'd like to talk about the Niskanen suspension because I feel like Niskanen gets this bad rap from trash casual fans and or fans who don't watch him play a lot. And we've had the displeasure of watching him play in Pittsburgh and then the ultimate pleasure of watching him win a cup with the Caps. Yeah, and then just almost as displeasurable, go to Philly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a, a good one, McClellan. Um, <clears throat> if you didn't know, Niskanen did get suspended for one game for cross-checking Brandon Gallagher, which, which resulted in a broken jaw for Gallagher. He finished the game, but... After the game, they basically said he can't play anymore because of it. I mean, there was blood, teeth. Um, to me, I, I don't. I don't think it was. A, he did not mean to do it. Niskan did not mean to, to to target the head. As a matter of fact, it was more of a glancing blow to his his face um, on the initial play and into the shoulder. You know. Gallagher's five eight. Niskin's like six foot tall. It's a pretty big gap there. And Gallagher was down. 
He was he was hunched down. Yeah, he's down and he's he's turning in, and it's like you know, as any defenseman, I mean, I one of my favorite moves is the cross check. Yeah, and in this play, if Niskanen had you know gotten what he wanted, he was going to throw a cross check like in his upper arm where there's a gap between the elbow pad and the shoulder pad. That's what he was going for, you know, just to kind of get some positioning, maybe inflict a little bit of pain. I mean, people do this, these little tiny cross checks like that, and it's really just a positioning move. Right, 100 times a game. But, I mean, I know as Niskanen, the bigger player, when I go up against smaller guys, I am for sure hoping that I knock this guy down with that. Because if you get somebody on the shoulder with a cross check, nobody's, like, cross check down in that position – First of all, you're not having to wind up the cross check, so it's easy to hide, and you're you're for sure gonna knock this dude over if you have that type of like downward force onto him. He's yeah. definitely going down, right? So Niskanen, I'm sure, was just thinking like, "Oh, this is great play. I'll take this guy out of the play, and hopefully, we'll get the puck." I don't think, um, and I mean, I don't even think he knew he he hit him in the face. He might have, but I I'm sure I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose. I'm sure it wasn't a malicious attack, you know. And it and it reminds me of when in 2017 Crosby haphazardly um charges across the crease and then gets barely touched in the back so decides to take a dive and start fucking doing his Three, his style in 360s and his flailing of arms and and Niskanen basically is just there ready to get run into by Crosby and does and hits Crosby in the head and you know then the trainers come out and he ends up missing a game Niskanen got a five minute major for that so affected the actual game in question and then got suspended or no then got kicked ejected for yeah. that from that game mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, Brennan Gallagher is not Sidney Crosby or anything like that, but obviously Sidney Crosby doing what he did, I thought it was irresponsible on his part because, yeah, he got, you're going to, if you're going to come through the crease like that, you're going to get a stick in your feet. You're going to get a stick somewhere. You're going to get physically, somebody's going to try to take your fucking head off. This is the NHL. You know, we're not, yeah. we're not playing fucking basketball. You're going to get touched and he barely gets touched. And decides to like, you know, if you if you watch that whole play, Crosby comes through and barely gets touched and and tries to like, uh, like you know, act like it's more than it is, and kind of just basically gives up on keeping his feet, yeah, and comes through and then kind of is falling while Niskin is just standing there and he and Niskin just puts his hands up basically to, to shield himself from this fucking idiot coming across the crease doing a fucking ballerina three sixty and um and just hits him in the head. Unfortunately, as yeah. I mean, falling. he was he was just trying to brace the situation there, right. and you can see when when Crosby hits the ice, Niskan even grabs onto him to try to stop him from sliding. He he's trying to help him because it was clearly an accident, um, right? And I think just with the, like same thing with this play, Niskanen thought it was casual, um, and he was trying to stay in the play. That's why he didn't loiter. And I don't think it was malicious at all. I think it was just an average play or a routine play that right. turned out bad for Gallagher. Yeah, and 
I think it's a penalty. It's for sure a penalty. Yeah, they didn't call it. Right. And I, I think, think that's that why... That, that's probably right. Like what you're getting at now, I'm sure is is what is. That's probably why it was so severe, and he actually got a game suspension. Yeah, I think if they if they give him a double minor for the blood right. on the ice, yep. he doesn't get suspended. Maybe right. a fine, right? But not a suspension. Yeah, and I mean, we we can have an entire podcast that's like four hours long about the fuckery of what is the player safety board and their fucked up logic, but. You know, I mean, I mean, just that rule alone. If there's blood, it's more penalty. Yeah. Where the fuck else is that ever a, a rule? Right. You know, like, yeah. I mean, in football, if you a face mask is a face mask. It doesn't matter if you break the guy's neck or right or what. You know. So I mean, a penalty is a penalty, and it is kind of weird that hockey has in, instilled in its culture that. An injury makes it a bigger penalty. Right. And, I mean, I get that it's like... I, and I love it and hate it because it's very much Hammurabi's code, right? Like, eye for an eye. Right. <laughs> but, god damn. But if you, and it makes kind of sense to us who've played hockey and, and who know hockey. But as far as, like, I could see an objective person... An objective sportsman never been exposed to hockey looking at this, like... That is one fucking ass-backwards rule. Yeah. Um, speaking of Gallagher, he did actually have some hip injuries pre-broken jaw. So, man, this guy's got hit, got hemmed up for sure. Uh, this he, he sustained that hip injury with a slight tear, or a little tear as they're calling it, in the qualifiers or the play-in round. So well, He's probably getting shot up every game because yeah. your, yeah. your hip and your groin, that's like the powerhouse of hockey players. Yeah. You can't, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you, you tweak that, you're done. Even in beer league, like <clears throat> I, you know, I overworked the groin coming back from uh, from quarantine, mm-hmm. and when we got all, when we started having like four games a day or four games a week, and I went through like stretches of playing like four times in a week between four times in four days within between roller hockey and ice, and I strained my groin a little bit. It was just sore, but totally, uh, totally debilitates you every step. Oh yeah, you'll feel it, mm-hmm. and like good luck pushing off. So, um, another uh, kind of I guess <laughs> injury. <laughs> we'll call it an injury. Um, Mike Milberry or Dillberry, <laughs> as I like to call him, sent home uh, from the bubble under pressure from the NHL, who released a statement uh, about his conduct during Thursday night's game is that it happened Thursday yeah, right Thursday night and I forget what who what game they were calling well I think it was a West Coast game was it oh, no, stars wait. and flames was he did you did you is he in Toronto or Edmonton I can't yeah, I don't remember nah fuck I don't remember the game I really don't I just remember I do remember watching it and thinking there is going to be some very uns- upset people about mm-hmm. that comment. Um, what the comment was made was, uh, I think it was Boucher it was talking to him, saying, uh, "Hey, you know, uh, we've got uh, this and that going on as far as 
I don't even know what it was. It was like these guys, they're playing ping pong and, you know, they have a lot of stuff going on. They have a lot of things to do, but they're kind of just concentrating on hockey and being with the boys. And then Mike Milbury was like, yeah, and there's no women around to distract them. <laughs> it's like, okay. I, I mean, it was very drunk uncle. That's how I, it was, you know, uh, just the kind of thing that you don't say on national TV. Right. I mean, I, you probably shouldn't say it anyways at all. And right. I get how people are kind of <clears throat> Okay. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to definitely going to talk out both sides of my mouth right now cuz I de- I understand and and appreciate why he is um why he's being sus- suspended or or whatever why he's been released um because it's not really something that you want represented, especially after hockey, the NHL, their whole brand has started to go after this type of, you know, they've really taken a stand, which is great for inclusivity and, and uh, you know, hockey is for everyone, which is something that, believe it or not, the NHL has been building on for what, four or five years now? Yeah. I mean, I mean, low key, they started it way before the, I mean. Yeah, they used to do that uh, Hockey in the Hood program. Helping inner cities. Is that um, what it was called? Hockey in the Hood? I thought that was what it was called. Oh, really? Maybe maybe that was someone relaying it to me as a slang term. Um, I hope <sighs> not. Okay. Um, anyway, but they, yeah. they were trying to help inner city. Yeah, and, and not kids. only that. I mean, they've, they've always had... I mean, Fort DuPont has always gotten a lot of support from the NHL. Uh, just... It, it, a lot of trying to just help underprivileged kids get into the game and really just make the sport more accessible and relatable to everybody. Yeah. So they've done, you know, a ton of that and they've really like double and triple down on their efforts, which is great in the past year. And then to have Mike Milbury come on and make this type of disparaging remark, kind of relating that, uh, that women's own, well, that one men are, only are just like mindless savages that you know are just straight pussy driven creatures apparently i don't i don't even know like sex driven maniacs i don't i don't know and then having uh having this just you know it's also disparaging on the other side where women are what just objects for men's entertainment yeah i mean that's exactly he was basically thinking or saying women are a negative because they will distract these athletes and then also From saying their big manly jobs. <laughs> right. And these athletes don't have the willpower on their own. So, you know, uh, kind of just shitting on everyone with he, that, with the underlying, however it could be construed. Right. Yeah. And really, if he wanted to get that point across, he should have said something like they don't have a social life to distract them. Right. You know, because that's probably what he meant. Yes. But he said it in a terrible way. Right. And and, and then, you know, there. I'm sure I haven't even looked at Twitter about it because you know that there's going to be people who are like, oh, well, hockey players are dogs, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know any of this. Uh, first of all, I just don't know. I mean, obviously, I've seen examples of things like this but i don't know how any of it is relevant to what we're talking about now right yeah 
who cares if hockey players are dogs? Like, it just shouldn't be. It's not something that you want to say on national TV, much less anywhere else, really. Uh, I'm So, I guess my conclusion is, right call by NBC, and I feel like it's a Roenick move in the sense that a lot of people probably didn't like Mike Milbury. I don't think any viewer ever, ever has liked Mike Dilbury in this fucking entire, in his tenure. Yeah, I think him and Roenick have been probably the two that people bitch about the most in social media. So they almost did, they did the NHL and NBC a favor because they gave them an opportunity to let them go. Right. It's like an easy out here. And then the NHL can kind of, I don't know, not exactly virtue signal, but, but be like, yeah, look, we got rid of these bums. Right. I I looked it up. They did call it hockey in the hood. That was the, Oh really? The name of the, movement that's cool i guess weird name <laughs> well you know alliteration there you go yeah it's a big word there Polly. yeah five dollar word yeah man. well i think that's about the end of milbury's broadcasting career um definitely the end of it at nbc i don't see him coming back man at all to be completely honest I don't see him I I mean look at all of the people who were better than him that got shit canned in the past year you know you're looking at Don Cherry who I never really liked that much but you know a huge part of hockey world Um, then you have Jeremy Roenick I mean amongst others but those are two heavy hitters right and I think they're both probably better than Milbury yeah they are I was I was gonna say (laughs) they only chance that Milbury really has is if he goes and starts a podcast with Don Cherry. Mm. Um, Maybe we can get him in on the podcast, defend himself. I never liked Don Cherry. Uh, I just think he's got an annoying, squeaky voice, and he's worse than the the drunk uncle with his opinions. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, whatever, that's that's, that's a subject for a whole other time, but yes, I get get what you're saying. Um, How hard is it? I, I mean, and maybe, maybe, and, and I saw something, and it might have been Sarah Sivian, uh, you know, not, and, and it might have been another, you know, female reporter that I that I had seen this on. I know it was a lady who, who said it. Like, look at the average age of the people who announce hockey. They're, they're pretty old, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but they're they're retired people that have played and coached, right? But I mean, you know, you've got and and I get like Patrick Sharp. He's probably on the younger side, but he's in his forties. Yeah, even though he looks like he's about twenty eight. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but these people in in their profession, they put all this time in, and they have to be away from their families and shit. So once yeah. they get on national TV as the big guy, they probably don't want to stop. Sure, no doubt, and and I I guess what I'm at, what I'm saying is that like there is clearly I think amongst NBC announcers there is clearly a divide between the old guard and the new guard, right? Yeah, like I would consider like Patrick Sharp, Anson Carter, even Boucher, kind of like more of like Boucher is like the veteran of the new guard, right? Yeah, era. and then there's um, dude, I forget the moderator guy's name. Uh, Ian, is it Liam McHugh? Liam McHugh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he yeah. does everything for NBC. He does yeah. Notre Dame games, oh, the does Kentucky he? Derby. 
Like, he's a hard worker, that yeah, guy. Yeah, he is. So, and he's what he's he's recently brought out those thick frame glasses. Okay, all right, I see you. He's got a up. good voice. I like Liam. I do too. He's not he's not a bad, and he's he's kind of you know he's got that young vibe kind of going. You know, and I think that hey, you know, I have to agree though with that. Whoever tweeted that, I have to agree that maybe it is about goddamn time that there you look for younger talent. Yeah, I mean, you, I think it's a good idea them utilizing the Team USA women players. Uh, yeah. Ken, Kendall Coyne Schofield, I think she has a communications degree. Yep. Um, what game did they get to play? The game that was going to be an all female broadcast, or did COVID get that canceled? I am not sure. It was That's supposed to question. happen back in March. Yeah, I and think it, it might have got canceled. Okay, and but I don't remember. AJ, I don't, don't quote me on that. What's her last name? AJ. She's been doing a lot of games. She played for Team USA and like. The '90s, early 2000s. She's probably gonna get a shot. She might yeah. be the replacement for Milbury. I I like it. I mean, she she's a lot like Pierre. She knows like everyone's backstory. Really? Yeah. But probably not a total douche like Pierre is. I, I don't know. know. I like Pierre because he just fucking knows everything. You just like he was, Pierre because he ta- he pumps up Notre Dame. He, like he got well. Time. No, he'll just be like the Notre Dame product. He mentions oh, other colleges. God. Yeah, he I was, know he does, but he actually got stumped. Recently, he was talking about Seth Jones, and it took him like five seconds to remember he was drafted by Nashville. Oh no! And Pierre some someone was gonna right before uh, Pierre remembered whoever it was started to say it. He goes, "Oh, Nashville!" Like, but he just <laughs> dude, you gotta Pierre's respect. Drunk. Pierre knows so much shit. Yeah, he he's an annoying little pipsqueak, but he knows a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, trivial facts, sure. Um, He's like he knows their hockey DB man. Oh my god, Polly, Polly. Hockey DB knows the hockey DB. We don't need that shit. We don't need it. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. Let's I mean, I guess it's here. nice. Anyways, I guess it's kind yeah. of. I get what you're saying, and if she can do it, I'm sure she can do it better than Pierre. So yeah, I'm and like, all for it. Can you imagine as as all the professional women's players are fighting to make enough money to be truly professional? Right. Like Kendall Coyne. She could play for Team USA and be a full-time broadcaster and make money she deserves. That's true, but I think I think that that's also insane. I mean, that's a lot of time to yeah. be a broadcaster, man. Well, I mean, yeah, but she doesn't. I don't know how she seems to have most time to spend on herself because she and her husband are both pro athletes, so they probably don't get to spend much time together anyway. Right, right. I, I mean, I don't know. I would love for it to happen. I'd love to see some fresh blood. I what I what I guess what I'm getting at is that I would not like to see like a 60, 70 year old fucking turd, dried up old turd, be replacing Mike Milbury. How yeah. about someone ten years younger than Mike Milbury? At let's start with that. Yeah, <laughs> let's start with that, and then we can move forward from there. Fuck, even big ass dumbass Hal Gill. I would take because he took he had a stint this earlier this yeah. season, and I fucking hated it. Put dumbass, big, jolly green giant Hal fucking Gill in there. God, he looks so dumb in that studio. I know. You need to have Hal Gill sit the fuck down. Because he's towering over Catherine Tappan over there. <laughs> yeah, right? Just like, like I would crush you. Like, I just he just looks like, he looks like Colossus versus like Jubilee yeah. X-Men fans. But, hmm. but, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. There's lots of things up in the air, but good riddance. Yeah, in my opinion, I like Keith Jones a lot. I think I don't mind Jonesy. 
and I don't I don't necessarily mind Milberry in the sense that like okay, so I know what Mike Milberry means a lot of times, but he articulates it like a boomer. Yeah. And that's literally your entire job is yeah. to be articulate. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I think Milberry's very and, I mean, he knows the game. He played it. He coached it at the highest levels. And I like his stance on, like, players should be tough. Hockey's a tough sport. Right. Gotta be a badass to do this. Like, quit whining. Sidney Crosby, stop diving. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of it is brash. and and But I like that. I like that kind of like, ooh, what's he going to say next factor? But at the same time, I mean. Yeah. You got you to gotta change with the times if you're going to be in the public eye. Right. Exactly. Right. And literally his only job is to articulate things well. Yeah. And that's not his strong suit. Sorry, I'm not good at talking. <laughs> Though that's what I get paid for. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's anyways. talk. Uh, let's let's get back to the, the stuff that matters. Right, right. And I mean, this does matter, but, but well, you know, it's, I'm, it's been dealt with properly, right? It, it does matter. Outraged. I just mean he's irrelevant now. Right. Because he's an asshole. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you start in the West. Yeah. Vegas, Vancouver. Vegas becomes the one seed here, and Vancouver becomes like five. Yeah, one and five. This surprises me. My back is fucked. Uh, Vegas doesn't surprise me. Vancouver surprises me. Yeah, they're hot. I, I did not think they were going to pull this out. And they've been playing good good hockey both ways from what I've seen. It's yeah. been... They're being, they've been getting the scoring where they need it, and they've been playing good D, and Markstrom's been playing pretty fucking well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're a lot like Vegas two years ago. They're, you know, a young squad with something to prove. Sure. And they, they got, they're, they're a bunch of guys who didn't have this opportunity, and they're taking advantage of it, just like Vegas. Right. And like, and like, Bozer and Pedersen have kind of been like in there feeling each other out and then just like the drop of like catalyst that that has blown the shit out of the park is Quinn Hughes. Yeah, you know what? I hope I don't know how it works, but they should do they already have their voting in for all the awards? I have no idea. I I rarely care about that shit. Well, it's only cool cuz like I like the Richard because it's like easy. Right. You score I'm, the most goals, you get it. They're going to give if if they're allowed to hold their votes, which is dumb because it's a regular season award, so they should already have voted. Right. But Quinn Hughes is going to win the Calder if they're allowed to wait and watch him in the playoffs because oh. they're so hot right now. Even though McCarr is still playing great. Right. Like, Vancouver's going to get that shock value. Now, refresh my memory. McCarr is also a defenseman, no? Yeah. Um,. Quinn Hughes led all rookies with points. Uh, McCarr has a few less, but he also played like 10 less games. Right, right And he has right. more goals. And while I do appreciate people putting up points on assists, you can get secondary assists all day long, and sure. it counts just as much. Whereas for a goal, you have to actually score it. So it is much harder to score goals than get assists. So, but you're also judging the entire season. So losing 10 games, that's a sample size. And McCarr really didn't come on until the fucking, what, I'd say the last three quarter, Like the first quarter of the season, he was kind of silent. 
Quinn Hughes has been a consistent point getter for the Canucks all season. I mean, really, even like, so if you took like the time between the cancellation and the beginning of the season, McCarr really kind of hit stride the last half of that, wouldn't uh, you say? I don't know. I think he's been, I mean, yeah. You tell he, me. I That's just what I'm thinking. You tell me you're the, you're the, no, you're the I think he's guy. been, he's been relevant the whole time. I mean, he played last year coming out of college and yeah. he was an integral part of that, uh, playoff run they had I mean they did end up losing to the Sharks in the second round but like he has jumped in and been he looks like a uh, he's been a pro for five years fair and he does he's got a lot of confidence yeah and Quinn Hughes is good too but uh I just think McCart's better but so what do we think Vegas or Vancouver um I have Vegas here yeah I do I just think that they have a little, they're a little bit more deep and and uh I just I have Vegas here, but I, I don't want Vegas to go farther than this. Because, yeah. you know, our new our, our new podcast uh, uh, joiners, um, oh, sorry, the weekly nightly pod for the Vegas Golden Knights constantly on our shit yeah. on Twitter. I mean, I go in and I go and kick the bees nest all the time. They're not afraid to talk. Yeah, but they fucking fuck do they talk. Do they just talk and talk and fucking talk? I can't keep up with it. And I'm yeah. pretty good at chirping back, but I get lost. And then they bring in their cronies and it's just like, <laughs> "Whoa." Like this just blew up into a I literally said three things and this blew up into like a 100 tweet thread. And I'm like, that's cool. At that point, I just like start liking everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, frankly. I can't respond to this, so I'm just gonna like everything. <laughs> They're trying to drag me about Bulbasaur too. I don't get that. What Pokemon? Yeah, how that? What? what well, even I I don't know. They're just they're just talking shit about Pokemon, and I said Bulbasaur was the best starting Pokemon, and in blue and red, and everybody just they just started fucking dragging me. The only one who came to my aid was Bayou Benders from Habs Nightly. So, man, Bulbasaur with those like veins, tentacle things he he brings out. Yeah, he beats ass. Yeah, right. And I, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I mean, did you play Pokemon back in the day? I don't. Yeah. I don't did you really? Hmm. I don't know. What did you pick, Bulbasaur or Squirtle or Charmander? I mean, honestly, I think I rode. I liked them all a lot. You talk. Are you talking about like on like Nintendo? No, like on the Game Boy. Did you Game ever play Boy? it on Game Boy? Yeah, I think I would just rotate because. Well, I, you had I to pick one starting well, one on different times when I'd play through. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so you um, weren't you weren't you weren't super dedicated. I I would be honest. I fucking I I played that game and I was like the only one in fifth grade who had it. And I was like, I don't give a fuck if this makes me a loser. I fucking like this game. So no, I mean, Pokemon's cool as shit. Um, <laughs> Honestly, though, I was more of a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Dark Magician. That was my dude. <laughs> all right, all right. We're way off fucking topic here. Um, oh, I did see a tweet. They said, imagine uh, Ryan Reeves forechecking on Quinn Hughes. <laughs> that's a little scary. I think Quinn's a tough kid. Oh, yeah. He can He's got to be being that size to make the NHL, right? Yeah. We saw him play at, at uh, the Notre Dame Michigan game. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you saw him play. I was physically there and watching. I didn't <laughs> see anything. Blackout. <laughs> yeah. You were blacked out before we got in the stadium. Yeah. That was dumb. But uh, 
I remember being in the stadium. It was great. It was for what it was. Yeah. I think I told a kid, fuck yeah, and his mom got mad. Yeah, that was before we moved to the open space. Yeah, which was probably the best, the absolute best choice ever made. Yeah. You know, the the Winter Classic that year, they had good cold weather. Yeah. And we were there three days later, and it was like 38 degrees with a hot sun. Right. It was was nice. It was nice out. It was good. It just wasn't great for hockey weather, and we were bundled up. True. Yeah. So how many games for Vegas, what do you think? You know what I'm saying? This is going to go the distance. I want it to go to the distance, the distance. So I'm saying, I'm saying, um, seven Vegas and seven. I think Vegas and six. Really? Yeah. You just think that Vancouver is too young. Yeah. I think their, their piss and vinegar is going to wear off. I, yeah. I think Vegas might get up two to one. Vancouver will grab three and then maybe one more in there somewhere. Yeah. The thing about Vancouver is that I think that their goaltending is a lot is is underrated. Mm-hmm. I would say that Vancouver's goaltending is probably on par with uh, Vegas's for really? sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So all else being equal, you know, well, goaltending being equal, all else, that's where I mean their their defense questionable. Um, and I just think I just think Vegas is going to come out with a depth scoring. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. All right, Colorado, Dallas. Let me guess. You picked Dallas. Oh yeah, and Dallas. four. Dallas and four. Uh, well, aside from the fact that I'm also an Avs fan, they look fucking scary. Colorado does look good. I would not want to be a fan of someone else in the West, except Vegas, because they look good too. But um, you know, McKinnon, he's tied for first in playoff points with 13. Caudry, I think he's got 11 points. God, he was hot the last couple games. Yeah, well, the second round is when, well, the first round, I'm surprised Caudry hasn't already gotten suspended. So He has zero penalty minutes. Yeah, let's see Let's see what Caudry can actually do if he isn't a fucking, if he doesn't go crazy. <laughs> well, I think he is Joe Sackick's best acquisition. Excluding draft picks, he is the best move he has made as general manager. Okay. Who did who did they have to give away for Kyle? Barry and Kerfoot, which looked like a terrible trade, and I don't remember who else was involved, but Kerfoot was a solid, I think, third liner, and Barry was, you know, a very. Defensive. I mean, he was like Makar, um, but he got rid of him so he didn't have to pay him, right? And it worked out it very did. well. I think. Well. I think Nazem Kadri could play second land easy, easy on a lot of squads in in the NHL here. Um, I like what he brings. I just don't like that he loses fucking mind sometimes and just takes ridiculous penalties and gets suspended because yeah. he's definitely a contributor on the score sheet um, when you can get him to play. So, I mean, I I'm surprised Dallas made it this far. I thought the Flames were going to go. Yeah, I mean. I think I did like four or five brackets and picked Dallas in one of them. Dallas, yeah. they're tough. They're just, they're 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 a tough team, uh, and they've got that veteran leadership with Pavelski and Perry. And I think they might get one or two games. Uh, I still think Jamie Ben is a psychopath. Right. He, he just overreacts <laughs> to everything. 
Like, the littlest things he'll lose his mind over. He's just an angry man. An angry, angry man. Well, what about, um... Okay, so, Colorado. Round robin, right? Mm-hmm. Took second seed. Yeah, they... The only game they lost was Vegas. Was Vegas, okay. And then, they got to play... The very scary Phoenix Coyotes. So Arizona. Oh yeah, sorry. Fuck Arizona Coyotes. Pierre kept doing that too. You're, you're you and Pierre are two peas in a pod. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Dallas had to really gut it out against Calgary. I think. Yeah. Versus Colorado, who's come on. I mean, look. I said. I said. Colorado and five. It was Colorado and five. That it, I there was no chance Arizona was going to win that. I there was I was one hundred. If 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 they were like put your life save you have to, so I had a gun to my head and was like life savings on one matchup, win or lose, who's it going to be? I would have picked Colorado over Arizona, yeah. right? Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that, you, or or am I off on all of the first round matchups? I would say that was probably the most clear cut. Who did Vegas beat? Um, fuck, fuck. I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah, I I would have to say that was probably the biggest advantage or the the biggest gap of talent, right? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think one game the Avs outshot them like fifty to twenty-one or something. Right, and that's how it went for the Yotes throughout the entire um, throughout the entire play-in round. So I, I just that's why they're playing very unsustainable hockey. It's great that they made it this far. Yeah, but. It's just not. It's it wasn't enough for me to be convinced that they're actually a contender, and they weren't. Um, so, you know, like I said, Colorado's earned their easy, their easy, uh, whatever it is, their their easy in uh, to the second round. But uh, I'm trying to look up this whole thing. I got Fuck. it. Oh, Chicago. That's right. Fuck. In so, Chicago, come on again. Playing with house money, even being in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. The only thing that I thought gave Chicago a better chance than the Coyotes was their experience. Right. I mean, there's a good bit. I mean, they got a cup core, three cup core there. Uh, right. But and that's all that's left is if like. If you watch, I mean, if you ever, right. And if you watch a, a Chicago game, God, they can still whip the puck around yeah. with the best of them. It's, it's insane how good their passing is. Sometimes I watch them and it's like, how do they lose when they right. can still play like this? Yeah, exactly. And they're not, they've never been, a, I mean, out of all of the Western teams, they are the most finesse Western team there is, I think. Yeah. And a, cl- a, a, a second would be probably San Jose. Yeah, I think um, Chicago would fit in very well in the Atlantic Division. Yeah, and it, but you know whatever they're a Western team, you know back when Detroit was in the West, uh, that that might have been a difference. But I no, I don't even th- I still think Chicago is more of a finesse team than even Detroit. Yeah. So even when Detroit was in their you know cup winning years with you know with Zetterberg and, and Datsuk, because they still had old Nick Cronwall. Killing people. 
yeah. on the half boards there. But you know, um, when it I guess when it comes down to it, I've got Colorado here in six. Yeah, that's what I was. I <clears throat> I want to say five, but I'm just trying to be a little cautious. Yeah, and I don't think it'll go to seven. Right, and Dallas is leaning on who Kadobin right now. Yeah, did Bishop play one game in that series? I think maybe, if any one. And Dallas is, I mean, Kadobin's not a bad goalie, don't get me wrong. But he's been an incredible backup, let's just say that. Yeah. that. He's made his bread and butter being an incredible backup. I don't know if he can uh, sustain this type of a, a starter's role, and especially with this accelerated accelerated schedule that they have. So, right. who knows? It might be great. It might be terrible for Dallas. But if anything, I think that Dallas has really kind of went off. Uh, but every time I see a team in the playoffs score like seven, like some crazy amount of goals, I just think, I feel like you blew your load. I worried about that with the Avalanche doing it twice if it wasn't the Coyotes. Right. If, right. if they'd done that against, because I think the Flames did that to the Avalanche last year. Yeah. I think they beat the the Avs pretty bad one game. Yeah. And the Avs ended up winning the series. Right. Because I feel like, I mean, I don't know. That's just me being superstitious. I've, I've literally, all of these things, I, I have zero research or facts to back it up. Just, I think that happened with Philly and Pittsburgh as well. I think yeah. Philly scored like eight on them one time and then still lost the series in like five. Possibly. Possibly. Speaking um, of Philly... Yeah, speaking of Philly, they play the Islanders, who have just knocked out our Washington Capitals. Um, you know, um, I was talking to Grumpy Old Man mm-hmm. after every game. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Those conversations were actually a lot less hostile than you thought they'd be, than you think so. But um, always good, always good insight from him as far as what the Islanders are doing and and against Philly, and he thinks that. They match up very well against Philadelphia. I agree. I think so too. I mean, if you, I think that the Islanders match up very well against a lot of teams, especially the ones that are going to try to stretch you out because they don't bite on that shit. Right. If they they know first of all when they're going to get stretched out, and then they'll just trap the neutral zone and send one guy deep. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think overall. They might be the most well-rounded, sound team in the NHL because of Barry Trotz's system. Uh, They have some star power, but they are the quintessential win as a team. Sure. And, I mean, who the fuck... uh, I mean, but what star do they have? Barzal? Yeah. And that's where it stops. (laughs) Well, you know, speaking of grumpy old man... Yeah. I think he needs to start giving some love to oh Average Anders. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking yeah. get the Notre Dame shit. You're just such a homer for Notre Dame, and it's it's. Anders Lee has also been one of my huge fantasy uh, horses, man. He's a good, he's a decent, well, no, you had him one year. Oh, How many I, years I think I had? had him for three. Three fucking years in a yeah, row you drafted he, Anders fucking Lee. Yeah, and he gets me points, sneaky points. I mean, it's... I get him late because no one even knows he exists. Right. And he gets <laughs> me good points. 
Average I'm taking Andrew, first round next year. <laughs> Anders Lee was the New York Islanders MVP of the Capitals series. He was. He played physically. He played defensively. That's not a bonus for Anders. That is a indictment against the Capitals, though. I mean, he deserves to be in the NHL. Well, yeah, yeah. He's an NHL he talent. We're not saying he's not. I would, he's not a fucking star, though, Paulie, like you fucking want him to be. Well, I don't think he's a star, but I can tell you that if, you know, if I were building a team, he's the kind of guy I want. I wouldn't build a team around him, but he's the kind of guy I want on my team. Anders Lee is a quality player. He is a player that can play at any level that exact same fucking way that he plays in the NHL, right? I mean, he he probably he played that way probably from juniors all the way up into the NHL. And that is definitely something to be said about him. It's it's a talent to be able to take that abuse. I mean, these guys, well, maybe not so much the fucking Capitals, but other teams. <laughs> first of all, Andre's a massive dude. He's a big guy. He and is. he's also heavy. So he's not just some tall, lanky guy. He has a nose for the puck, and he's a nuisance in front of the net. And those are the type of guys that you love to have on your team, especially if they can bury, because they're always gutting it out for the boys, right? Always. And, uh, again, integral part of a good team, but he's not a guy who's going to come in, you know, from outside the dots and snipe one in. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably never make the All-Star game. (laughs) Exactly. And so he won't create scoring, but he does work perfectly in this Barry Trotz Islander system. I mean, where yeah. it's bump and grind, get it on the floor check, get, get, turn the puck over, get it back to the point, and then take a shot with traffic in front. I mean, that's perfect. That's what you want from, from your men there when you're playing that system that Barry Trotz has got. Um, he is now above average, Anders. <laughs> I don't know if Triple Grumpy, A. I don't know if Grumpy would fucking agree with you, but uh, but well, I think he's going to cause a lot of problems for the Philly defense because they're not big, right? And here's another thing about Philadelphia: they have they're they're still Philadelphia, so still definite like strong scumbag, uh, uh, I guess entities. And, and attitude there for being the, you know the Broad Street bullies or whatever, yeah. which that era is long gone. But I really don't see that if they have that they have a lot of grit in their up and down their lineup. No, when I, compared to the Islanders, no, not at all. I think um, the if if this series comes down to grit, the Islanders will win. You know, right? Because it's it's everyone on that team right. is ready to throw. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know, man. Uh, just because just because I don't want to see Philly come out of here as the end, because this is a Metro matchup. Yeah. I, I Just because I don't want to see Philly, I'm, I'm spiteful. I'm going to say Isles and six. Isles and seven. Whoa. You're not going Philly? No. Uh, even though... I did one bracket. I think it was actually for the iceberg. Their their bracket. I think I did take Philly. I just from what I've seen, Philly's good, but I I just think Barry Trotz is gonna you know stomp them out. And that's that's what the, it's literally what they need. They need to be uh, physically bullied and also disheartened mentally. 
by being able to weather a storm, not getting shots through and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. But I'll you tell know. you what, watch Kevin Hayes. He's been hot. Yep. Kevin Hayes. I mean, Voracek's finally come through. The one thing about both these teams is both their power plays are pretty shit. Yeah. Um, so that's not great. But, I mean, at the same point, if, if Philly can get to a game where speed becomes a factor and – they can get a mismatch where they're stretching stretching things out and able to um, move freely within the offensive zone and penetrate the middle, then I think that it might go Philly's way. But yeah. Just because uh, Anthony Sanfilippo has been chirping me, about, <laughs> uh, chirping us about, about how Philly is the best team in the Metro. Can't have that. Can't have that from a Philly fan. Well, they've already... Uh, exceeded his expectations because when we had him on, he thought that the COVID break hurt them. Right. So they're, they're already surpassing what he uh, predicted. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, he knew, he knew they had the talent, but Hey, and and it, and it's coming together for both of these teams at the right time. This is going to be a fun, this is going to be a fun series to watch because you have differing styles. Yeah. I would hate to see like the Isles play like Boston. Yeah, I really, I really wish this was the conference finals. Yeah, that would have been a good conference final. Um, but we do have the two heavyweights matching up in the East, and I think that these are probably the two best teams in the league. I would say I, I always just give the edge to the East, and that's one because I'm ignorant about the West homer. and I don't get to watch them. Uh, and then, and I'm a homer. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, okay. Don't, well, don't get me wrong. Colorado, obviously, I was I was high on them. You know, all year. real quick, though, hockey but, is like the only sport with that Eastern bias. What do you mean? Like pro sports, like in the NBA, there's no Eastern bias. There's no Eastern bias in the NFL or MLB, and I think it's just because the most significant hockey hubs are in the eastern side of the United States. Sure. Well, yeah, and it's more niche, I guess. Yeah. Right? But, like, it's not like... Uh, Is the there NFL... a bias in those sports, though, that you've named? In basketball, I mean, the Bulls, were they were they an eastern? Well, they're they were eastern. the west. Well, they're east, but they, they had a, a dynasty, but there's the Lakers. Right, who took over afterwards, yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of have always thought the AFC is better in football. Um, I don't know about baseball and then basketball. I feel like it just it shifts with right. time. Right now, probably the West because that's where LeBron is. But because um, <laughs> there's literally only one player that matters in that entire league. Yeah, well, it's trash league. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to defend it. Right. Anyways, Tampa versus Boston. Uh, this is for me the hardest pick. This is the hardest for me to pick, and I'm not even gonna allude as to what I'm picking because I don't even want to hear your shit. But I'm just gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go for it right now, and I'm gonna say Tampa breaks through in seven. Dude, you have to pick Boston. Well, There's I'll no just way. I'll just go Boston in seven then because yeah. I was thinking Tampa, but I wasn't sure. So now it's just <laughs> a coin flip in game seven. It is. I think this this is a very coin flip series. Honestly, though, I mean, you look at these matchups up and down, these four matchups, and they are very differing styles. Um, 
on the on the east especially it's kind of hard to say what the identity of the Vegas Knights are because they've only been around for a few years. Obviously, Vancouver is a is a more finesse team, um, and you know what? They might be a top three of the Western finesse teams. You know, Chicago, San Jose, Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, though they can still throw the body. You know, Vancouver still still a physical team. Um, but then you look at you know like Colorado, Dallas. I feel like Dallas is probably a little bit more structured, and then Colorado's got the star power to be able to, like, you know, stretch things out. See, that's the thing. Colorado is getting very finesse while also holding on to their physicality. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the team is pers- perfectly summed up in Landis Gog and McKinnon because right. just like the rest, like, the team as a whole, they will snipe and dangle you, but then also fucking bury you. Like right. McKinnon in the last series, he he railed a couple dudes. Yeah, and then Landis Gog, you know, he's just kind of a, a motherfucker all the time, man. He's right. always getting in trouble. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, here with Tampa, you're looking at more of a. I mean, Tampa can bang, but also they're a heavy finesse team. I would say more if you're going to put it that way. Yeah. Whereas Boston is structure, structure, defensive structure, and more defensive structure. Uh, along with, you know, Brad Marchand licking people. <laughs> that was against Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Has Stammer played yet? No, I no. don't think. Dude's a glass cannon. Yeah, man, one big Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you right now, if I had to pick one of these two to win the cup, I'd much rather it be Tampa. Yeah. If it goes to seven, though, I think Boston has the edge just with experience and Tampa has a history of not closing it out. That's fair. It's a fair assessment. Um, and everybody's like on Nikita Kucherov's jock right now, and it's just like, okay, so he's playing. He's performing like he should. Right. Uh, he should be doing this all the time. Right, and he does in the regular season, but you know, in the playoffs, he's fallen off many a time. So, right. okay, that's great that he's finally here, but what can he do now? Can can he keep it up? Um, I still think it's Tampa and seven here. I don't know. I mean, Boston's, you know, I think they've woken up to be mm-hmm. the powerhouse that they should have been, kind of like how the Caps should have woken up, but didn't. They just fell more asleep. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I This is, of all of the matchups, I feel the least confident about picking a winner here, and it's a coin toss, and I think, like I said, Tampa and seven, you've got Boston seven. Yep. I think that's fair. So we'll have to revisit that. Um, <clears throat> Vancouver and New York Islanders are the only two teams left in the play who, who actually had to play and qualify in. Um, and so in that, I think the Islanders, if they had gone with traditional playoffs, would have qualified. So Vancouver is the only team that wouldn't have actually qualified. Really? They're the only true play-in. Wow. They both had to play the play-in round. But the Islanders beat their lower seed. Right, right, okay. The Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Vancouver, honestly, is the only team who benefited from this setup that still remains. Vancouver is. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only COVID beneficiaries. Right, and even if they do go and win a cup, you could, I mean, whatever, it's a fluke or whatever you want to call it, I think that the system is working as intended. Yeah. I mean, if it's a fluke, who cares? St. Louis just proved they were a fluke. Right, exactly. So, you know, 
Tom Tom Franklin's gonna hate that yeah. comment if he's listening. Yeah, but so but many. Com- right, you're right, and oh. I've already I've said St. Louis coming out of the woodwork was that's once in a lifetime, probably not ever gonna happen again. There have been a lot of flukes in the cup. Yeah, it's hard. It's the hardest trophy in sports to win, for sure. So, and and this whole um, reseeding, it's worked out perfectly. I think that, and and I think it's funny. Maybe we'll see at the end of the um, the the playoffs here when the Stanley Cup's finally awarded, and I'm collecting my beers that people owe me. I won't name them by name right now, but I think people might just figure out: Hey, it doesn't fucking matter if we reseed or not. The winner, you know, it shakes out at the end. It all shakes out at the end. There's, right. there's you know, just too many games to be played for it to become too fluky. Uh, so there's that. I mean, that's our folks. That's our that's our our synopsis of the upcoming rounds, which is the technical second round of the playoffs. Now. That's a five dollar word too. What synopsis? synopsis. Oh yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're we're feeding you all the all the good cookies yeah. here. We do need to give a little bit of a shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped.com. Use code THPN at Manscaped.com. Again, that is code THPN at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Um, Literally just used mine today. Uh, Going on vacation. Got to clean it up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be, uh, we're recording on Saturday because I'm out of town the next week. Uh, I'll still be working because, you know, that's what I do. But, you know, other than that, I mean, it's it's been great. Yours has been great. Yeah. No problems. Everything's nice and smooth. No, no nicks, no cuts. Beautiful. Absolutely. Hygienic, healthy. Oh, yeah. Looks bigger. Yeah. And stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped.com. Use code THPN. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, that is Manscaped.com. Use code THPN plus and, oh, and get 20% off plus free shipping. Um, another thing that we should talk about is, uh, and Polly, I know that you're not on the Slack because, you know, I do everything for this fucking podcast as far as planning. But uh, Odd Man Rush is the weekly um, shout out that we're to be given. And they are the hosts of the Boston Bruins podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Odd Man Rush is great. They're actually British. Yeah, I I love that. English guys. Uh, So, you know, you could go in and say, what the fuck do these... um, these British people know about fucking hockey, but they will surprise you. They actually have a entire league in Britain for hockey. Oh, it's great. The uh, EIHL. I don't know. It's I think it's called like Premier or something. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's got one team in Northern Ireland, one team in Wales, a couple in Scotland, and the rest in England. I used to follow it pretty closely, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, not nice. closely, but I, I would check in on it on Twitter and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, uh, uh, never mind. I had what? something that I was going to say while you were talking, and I I forgot it. So. <laughs> okay. Well, um, check them out. Odd Man Rush. They're uh, oh, high I remember. Okay. Great Britain qualified for the World Championship this year, which obviously wasn't played because of COVID. Oh, really? But yeah, hockey, you know, it's it's growing over there. Good. No, and it, obviously we want it, we want hockey to grow everywhere. So, 
that's a good thing here. Um, but again, check out Odd Man Rush. They are the Boston Bruins fans who have the Boston Bruins podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, that is Odd Man Rush. Check them out. Or we're not friends anymore. Polly, you want to get into the Washington wrap around and, you know, I guess start drinking really heavily now. Yeah, shots, baby. Let's go. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to shake. There it is. You guys hear that? It's a little Russian, little little sky vodka. We're gonna polish this bottle off. I think we need it's some only cig- a couple of shots. We need some cigarettes to really drive <laughs> the point home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Smoke them. Um, right. So, in in this week's Washington wraparound, we're gonna dissect the last games of the 2020 season for the Washington Capitals. So I think I started uh, this, the the game four. Yeah, and so I started off with. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> you did. Um, this is your this is your um, your your shit here. Yeah. So now, yo, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna preface this by, you know, this week started off great. Started off amazing. Uh, the Capitals. Basically came out, played 40 minutes of hockey, and that's all we needed to secure a 3-2 victory. Right. Um, You know, and after that depressing episode we released last week, this was great to see. Uh, The Islanders hopped down, got a 2-0 lead, but Mother Russia let a comeback. Uh, Kuzi gets goal goal number one, and then Ovi took home two. Um. His second goal was first, so his first goal tied him with Sidney Crosby and Gordy Howe. Yeah. His second goal put him above them, so he's 18th all time on playoff goal scoring list. Uh, it was also goal number 69. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, I also, you know, he beat out an icing. He was blocking some shots. Uh, Trolls finishing that bottle right now. Uh, he picked up some nice coverage in deep in the defensive zone. I just. I, I'm always amazed at how much his game has matured. Sure, uh, he's not the best defender, but he definitely tries. Right, you know, but he, he never has been. And, right, and, and I get that. There's so many shit bricks out there who want to like shit on Ovechkin's defensive game. And yeah, okay, there there are things that you could do that he could have could have done better. Yeah, and there always are. Um. But as far as performance on per game, I, I bet his goals per game are, are way higher or, or on par with Sidney Crosby or Gordie Howe. Well, in um, well, I think Crosby's played more playoff oh, yeah. games than him. Fuck so yeah, yeah. way uh, more, like almost double. I bet. And Ovi, he's just blocking a lot of shots, and yeah. I am confident when they put him out there with an empty net. You know, I think Trotz is the first coach who started keeping him off the ice at the end of the game. Right. And he had two goals in this game, so they probably threw him out there to try for a hat trick. But, you know, in the past, they would put his line out with somebody else. Right. But I saw him go out there, and I'm at the point now where I'm not scared that he's on the ice at the end of the game because he isn't being that 
dumbass that he was in his 20s where he was just puck chasing. You know, he... I mean, I just... I think he played truly like a captain. Uh, That was a good win. And that's where all the happiness ends. (sighs) Right. And, you know, like I said, uh, shit first period of this game. Came out, took three fucking penalties in a row. Got scored on. Um... You know, but then in the second, we just came out alive, and really, it, it's it's sickening to me because it, we showed how dominant we could be against this Islanders team. Yeah, everybody in motion in the offensive zone, stifling the puck and and just putting it into the offensive zone and keeping it there, and not just ridiculous dump and chase plays, but you know whether we enter in with possession or not being able to possess it while in the zone for minutes on end sometimes was inspiring. And it just, it's like, where the hell was that? You know, I, and I understand playing at that level is not always sustainable, but we really, during those, during that second and third period of that game, we really made the Islanders look like children. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah. So that makes, I guess, this next thing, a little bit worse, and that's uh, well. Game five, we just fucking sucked and lost four nothing. Yeah, I don't really I mean, know how else to fucking say it. You know, so I got to watch the first period. Uh, I worked till nine on Thursdays, and then once work ended, I headed up to play a beer league game, and it was two nothing at the end of the first. And I, I just knew. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking not. It's done. As soon as they scored their first goal, I was like, is it... Well, their, their second, really. I was like, is it... I bet I bet that stands. I was like, I bet that stands. We're not even going to fucking score a fucking goal. And I'm uh, just fucking angry. Um, I don't know, Caps fans. I mean, there's a... It's, it's just a very sad time. I, the, the worst part about it is that... The Washington Capitals have had Ovechkin for over a decade. Backstrom for over a decade. Almost 15 years. Yeah. And we've only been able to deliver one Stanley Cup, which now we're seeing, you know, it's it's really easy for, I think, and I see this on Twitter and social media, it's really easy for Caps fans, hockey fans, you know, fans of all sports to have been in a situation where they've won a championship and now it's like, oh, well, those should just come piling on in now. Right. No, it's just as fucking hard, if not harder, to do it the second time and the third time and the fourth time, right? right. If that ever, if you ever even get that shot in to, to begin with. So take that for what it is. Uh, I mean, one thing that, that kills is that we've just, we're... Ovechkin, Backstrom, our core is old, man. Everybody who we have, who we think is going to be able to pass the torch on to somebody else. I mean, who, think about our think about our our younger players. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Wilson, Verana, Wilson, Verana, Siegenthaler, maybe this Furberry kid, uh, Connor McMichael, who didn't even get a sniff this this whole playoff round. Hathaway. Yeah, maybe Hathaway and Dowd, but those those they're not our core. Nah. Those guys are replacement level players. I hate to say it, though. Yeah. I think that they probably had the most jump the entire series, the fourth line, which they always do. They're not very. They're not. They're not super. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of. I feel like they in certain micro situations that I'm that I watch, I see a lot of really handsy plays by our fourth line. Um, but that's it. And then. I don't know. Then the second line comes out and gets scored on, or the first line comes out and gets buried. So it's just like, fuck. Um, 
I don't know. I just, uh, I look at it and I think, you know, we're getting definitely to the point where the Ovechkin era will, will certainly end and, it, and it's coming on faster than you think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, this is his last year coming up in the contract? I think so. So, he's going to have to take a pay cut because he's not worth another contract at this. Between his age and just what's going on, like, yeah, he's still putting up numbers, but they're not going to pay him $11 million or whatever they're paying him. Not a fucking chance he takes a pay cut, I'm saying. So, There's no way. There's yeah. instead he's he's getting a raise. He's going to Miami. Playing. No, he just I don't think I don't know. I and yeah, I I yes, I, I guess what you're saying, yeah, he should he should be taking a pay cut, but but no, also. I guess <laughs> you know what I mean? And McClellan yeah. has come out and said we're going to get real nostalgic when it comes to signing Backstrom and Ovi. I mean, Backstrom just got signed for 9. Yeah. Though you can look at Backstrom and say you've been taking home down discount by a solid million or two per year for the for your entire career. Yeah. Here's nine million a year for five years. I think that Ovechkin does not he does not take a pay cut here. He gets either the ten million a year that he he has been getting, or he gets more by a mill or two, hmm. a mill maybe. Well, I don't think it's going to be a long contract then. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, he wants to sign four years, probably. I mean, if he keeps putting up 50 a year, he'll break the record in four years. Right. If. Yeah. He doesn't sound... He, he doesn't... I mean, in this series, and we were just talking about it, you know, Ovechkin shows up every day, every game. Ovechkin is always... on. If you look at his career on averages, you know... Shit, I think it was Rush Machine put out something. It was like either last year or this year that in that at age thirty four he's scoring at the same clip as he did his rookie season. It's pretty impressive. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's at the and so I have never. I know obviously Ovechkin's had a couple real shitty plays in the playoffs that you know controller disconnect and and all that other shit right he's had a lot of defensive blunders if you will that were put under a spotlight but if you look at his like overall playoff performance he's never quit he's never not performed the dude had what four goals in five playoff games yeah this series that we we figured out uh two of them contributed to a win Mm -hmm. you know one was a game-winning goal Mm mm-hmm uh, he's always laying the body. He's become more defensively sound. He is not the problem, and never has been in my eyes. No, because I agree. even if he even if he shits the bed and, and is on the ice for five goals against, his overall playoff performance or overall season performance has him up in you know in aggregate 30, 40 goals. Yeah, right. So he tilts the ice either way. They say. Um, but I guess, I mean, do we? Re- Let's just get right into it. Fuck Todd Reard- Reardon, right? I mean, I think he's. Uh, I've got some thoughts. What it's are your time thoughts? to go? Man? What are your um, thoughts? I think he's just riding on the coattails of Trotz. Um, he may be a good assistant coach, but I don't think he's a head coach. I think we should fire him, 
and I know a lot of people are big on Gallant. Um, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, he just, well, he he was in Vegas, right? He's the yeah. one who took him to the cup. Yeah. I, I just in I don't, Florida before that. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think he's our guy. I like Laviolette. He has gone to a cup with three different teams. He's won with one of them. Um, I honestly just think he. I mean, he has taken teams with talent and experience that couldn't get over the hump and got him to the finals. Right. And so I think, you know, he's going to come in and in a year or two going to put the Caps in that position, and he's the guy we need with an aging core. Right. It needs to be next year. They need to go to the finals next year. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to bring in a new coach of that caliber and pay lots of money, I want them to go to the finals next year. The only reason I say that is because I think that we have the core for it and we can tool around. I think McClellan has done a good enough job and can work with free agency to tool around to get the core, spin to the cap. And, you know, obviously it's going to be all fucked up because of COVID and how the cap's staying the same. But he's done it with this cap. He can do it again. Um, and, and, and get the get the play, the, the supporting cast around our core. Our real, our, I, I say I... I very, very, you know, a, a good estimate on how our core is going to age is I'd say, I mean, you saw John Carlson take that injury, this qualifier, an Ironman candidate, finally getting hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, who, who knows what, what, what I'd say optimistically four years. We have a, we have four years to go win another cup before people start getting clapped out. Yeah, I mean, Ovi will be 38. Backy's the same, you know, 37. Yeah. Right? And Carlson around that age. Kuznetsov, a couple years before that. You know, he's a couple years younger. But still, you know, everybody's around 30 at this point. Uh, so, <laughs> it needs to be now. Like, yeah. I, all I'm saying is that though you, ha- you know you have a team now, you should exploit that. And I agree. I think... I think Laviolette is the best option because he's brought... Because here's the thing. Caps get to the finals. What are you... Like, let's say the Caps get to the finals next year, knowing nothing about what's going on. If the Caps get to a Stanley Cup final with this core, I feel like they win it. Yeah, I agree. No matter who they're playing. Yeah. Or at least are heavily favored into it. I, I just feel like you get them there, they, they're going to win it. I, did, I mean, you saw it. you saw it when we won the Cup before. Literally, we were just past the second round once in the entire Ovechkin era, and they went and won it. Right. Forget 1998 and getting swept by an incredible Detroit Red Wings team. If you look at this era where it's just Ovechkin, Backstrom, you know, it's it's the team that you know from, what, 2005 on to now. Mm-hmm. It's that team, that era. You get them to a cup. They've only been to the finals once, and they've closed. Get them there again with the same core. I bet they close. All right. Again, I'm a homer, but I feel like it's not like the Rangers or or Philly or or other teams that have gotten there and biffed it. I think that with enough piss, that we still have enough piss and vinegar to to, to make it. So that being said, I I I also think that um, that Laviolette's the best option. I think Gallant would return us to a more Bruce Boudreaux type run and gun situation. I'm not down for that anymore. First of all, 
I don't think that the the guys on the core could play it anymore. I agree. I think Verona is maybe the only one that can do that anymore. Yeah. I think that we're too old now uh, to be stretching things out, not playing solid defense to win uh, at the same clip that we did when we had the the young guns and, you know, where Fedorov was the old guy and, and O.V. Sim and Backstrom, Mike Green were all the guys that didn't give a fuck about defense but because they could score, you know, 150 goals plus over over the the next on the on that differential, you know. Right. Here's something though that I was thinking about today. Todd Rudin has every excuse in the book, every valid excuse in the book to not get fired, dude. Yeah, I saw your tweet. Cup hangover. Cup hangover last year. This year COVID and injuries. Mm-hmm. To to bullet point it. I mean, he's got a lot of other excuses, right? But last year cup hangover. This year, oh well, we had a we had a COVID, and uh, you know we we're fucking. Uh, who 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 expects JC to go down with an injury in the qualifier or in the round robin, and Backstrom out with a concussion, and yada 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 yada, whatever the fuck you know, cry me a fucking river. So. We, we might see, and and here's and here's the kicker. He's cheap. First year head coach, you know, first ten years head coach. Uh, he's won two division titles back to back. Yeah. His each of his two years, each of his two years, he's won a fucking division title. Yeah, that makes it a little harder it, to get uh, rid of him. It does, and then it's scary <laughs> because he literally has every excuse in the book. Yeah, but including a, a worldwide fucking pandemic. In hockey, they fire successful non-cup coaches all the time. Yeah, I mean, look at Gallant this year. Yeah, and I get that, but he's cheap. Yeah, and Leonsis is—he wouldn't pay Barry Trotz double the salary, even though he just gave him a Stanley Cup. Yeah. This so we're series, probably stuck with him. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm saying that it's not out of the realm. I, the, I think that a lot of Cavs fans are either sold that it's going to happen. I am not. I am unfortunately ready, very ready, for zero news to come out of the D.C. camp f- until next season. Great. And I have a feeling that if they end up, if they fire him... Okay, so if they fire him now, there's going to, they might just go coachless and then go into talks and, and get somebody later in the summer. But I have a feeling that they might give him 20 games. Mm. And if he shits the bed in 20 games, then they bring in somebody else. But because it doesn't look like Laviolette's been talking to anybody. No, there have been no reports. Whether Well, we're not insiders. I'm sure he's talking to somebody, right? Yeah. But, so, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, ugh, it's crazy, it's sketchy, because if you, if you, if you look at Todd Rudin's career on paper, two division titles, great, great regular season performance, had every excuse in the book. To say, oh, well, playoffs just didn't work for me these two years. Give me a third year. 
Yeah. And let's see what's going on. I don't know, though. To me, it looks like he's lost the room. I agree. I th- I think it's time to move on. Yeah. So, opinion for from the Caps Chirp podcast. Fire Reardon, fire Reardon yesterday. Realistically, from the Caps Chirp podcast, we may be stuck with this bum. Yep. Unless... Lavulette comes in and says, "I'll do it for half a million a year." And we'll probably we'll probably keep Reardon, win the Metro next year, and not make it past the second round <laughs> or the first. Yeah. Um. And so who knows? Who knows what's going to go on? I would love to see them, uh, but I think it's just a strong. I think it's a fit. I think it's coin flip right now, whether it gets fired or not. Uh. Once more news comes out and Leonsis takes a look, we'll we'll see exactly what um. See, we'll see exactly what what's going to go on. But Caps fans, I mean, I think that we should definitely feel shitty about this because this is definitely a waste of an OV year and a Backstrom year in our in our aging core. Yeah, I think that the only team that was older than us in this playoff was the Islanders. Huh. I want to say, but they're better coached. Yes. Very much. Uh, fuck you, Varlamov, because you never played this well for Washington <laughs> or Colorado. And you kicked your girlfriend in the chest and beat her up, and you're a piece of shit. Yep. Fuck you. Garbage Varlamov. human. Right. All right. Well, Caps fans, I guess that's really all we have. We're here for you and with you in our pain. It's been shitty. I think we should have at some maybe next week we'll work on an interview with uh, the uh, Never Say Die podcast. No, I'm scared. <laughs> Are you? No. You don't want to. You don't want to get gloated on because you know TJ and and the grumpy old man are just gonna let us fucking have it. Oh, we yeah. deserve it. We do. We do. All right. Well, maybe I'll work something up for them for next week. Um, by then they'll be in full swing against Philly. Uh, so, who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm still I still like hockey though. I still like hockey guys. Yeah, me too. And girls, so we still do have that, just the caps will not be playing, which is sad. Cheer for the Fs. Yeah. I'm I'm not you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm an Avs fan. Offsides by a mile, what's up? Let's go. Let's go, Avs. Go Avs go. Yeah, buddy. Um, until Next week, stay strong out there, Caps fans. We will always have next season. There will always be next season. We still have some meaty, meaty, meat-filled years with this squad. So it's not over yet. The dream's not over yet. Years filled with borscht. <laughs> borscht and vodka. Yeah. And some, uh, what's that? what's that fermented shark that they eat in Sweden? I don't know. I don't remember what it's called, but they cut it up in little cubes. Yeah. Eat it with a toothpick. Right. And it's supposed to stink up an entire room, kind of like the Caps did this playoff yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Caps fans. Remember, go to Apple. Go go to your wherever you can rate us. Five stars only. Five stars only. Tell us how great we are. We would love it. I would get, actually, that actually really would help us out a lot if you would rate us five stars only. And, um... Until, we'll still be doing content every Monday. We'll still be here. We'll be talking about uh, about hockey and stuff. Hopefully, we're going to start raining in some uh, interviews. 
And we, we're still here for you. And only for you. Until next time. Hockey Troll. Polly Cupcakes. Signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.